Before we get into today's Elite Eight special, Dave and I at Faded Sports Pick'em want to remind you to always gamble responsibly. Guys, there's no fun in gambling irresponsibly. You're down a ton of money. You don't know what to do. And it's easy for it to get away from you. But if you've got a problem, if you got a friend or a loved one that has a problem, be sure to visit the National Council on Problem Gambling's website at ncpgambling.org. You can call their national hotline helpline at 1-800-522-4700. You can also text that line. And guys, remember, always gamble responsibly. It's fun to talk about these games, but always gamble responsibly. Let's get into the show. All right, welcome back to Faded Sports Pick'em, wrapping up an excellent Sweet 16 weekend, getting you ready for the Elite Eight starting in a couple hours from now. Dave, what a weekend. So many storylines to get into, but the Sweet 16 did not disappoint. Another incredible slate of games. Oh, not at all. It did not disappoint. There's There was... There were no real bad games. There were some surprising outcomes. <clears throat> How about the Pac-12? You know, they unbelievable making up three out of the eight teams after just really when we talked about it. Their highest seed overall was Colorado, the five seed, and I just the Pac-12 deserved better than that all year long, and now they're proving it. Oh, unbelievable! The uh, the uh, conference of champions, as our boy Bill Walton likes to call it. And you know what, man? Let's get started with who I believe is one of the hotter uh, Pac-12 teams, and and they've been great. We've been talking about them all year. I was fading them, and now look, they are in the Elite Eight. That is the Oregon State Beavers and Loyola Chicago. Fantastic game, man. Did not disappoint. We knew this was going to be one of the best matchups of the weekend. Oregon State comes out on top as a 12 seed, and they're in the Elite Eight. Oh yeah, I mean, I really, I had higher hopes for Loyola in this game. I thought oh, they yeah. were gonna, they were really gonna come out. And they were gonna play better than that. But props to Oregon State; they played really, really, really good defense on such a very efficient offensive basketball team. And you know, they they they're the first 12 seed to make the Elite Eight in a long time. Just insane, man! And Oregon State, like you said, shutting down what has been just an absolute freight train of an offense for Loyola Chicago. Ethan Thompson stepped up. He uh, he scored 22 points, 8 of 8 from the free throw line. And we'll get into how important free throws have been in this tournament because, you know, looking at the tide last night. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, I mean, Oregon State, from the free throw line, they were automatic. And, yeah, just, just a incredible performance from the Beavers. And, man, they are hot. Oh, they are on fire. They're one of the, you know, obviously all these teams are pretty hot right now, but Oregon mm-hmm. State hasn't lost in, in about a month. Yeah. So it's just been, they've been clicking and they're clicking at the right time. And that's, that's what it takes in March. And they, I, I wouldn't want to face them right now. If I had to find to pick any one of these teams, I would not pick Oregon State to go against, even if they're the lowest seeded team. I agree, man. And I've gone against Oregon State all year and I, I, I don't think I can anymore. Uh, Next up, the one verse five Baylor. The Baylor Bears make it to the Elite Eight uh, against Villanova. And I'll tell you what, man, even though Villanova's season comes to an end, 
with all the adversity they've faced for the last month, month and a half or so, just impressive to get to the Sweet 16 by Villanova. And, you know, like we said, you know, Baylor's going to be tough to beat this year. But, uh, you know, Villanova really gave them uh, a good chance. And, you know, Nova in the first half, I mean, it looked like Baylor was on upset alert. They had a seven-point lead heading into halftime. And Baylor obviously woke up in the second half scoring nearly 40 points. But, man, that first half, Nova looked like they were in charge. Oh, yeah. I mean, throughout the entire game, Nova really – you the Nova played the perfect game plan to beat Baylor, which is yeah. to just limit the outside shooting and and force them to go inside. And they – um, you know, Baylor shot so bad from three. They, they shot – about the same, if not worse, than their than they did in their two losses, and that's that's typically been the recipe to beat Baylor. But you know, at about the the twelve minute mark in the second half, Baylor finally cracked down and just stopped shooting threes and started forcing the issue at the rim. Yeah. Uh, Davion Davion Mitchell just really just took over at at times in that game, and it was it was what they they had to do to move on because you know if the outside shot's not working on a team that that shoots it better than anyone else in the nation, they were they showed that they were able to to get to the hole, and that just proves how good of a team they are. Absolutely, man. Next up, Arkansas and the 15-seed Oral Roberts University. Oh, man. Wow. What a game. What a finish. I thought Oral Roberts was going to take down Arkansas here. I was convinced that they were going to be a 15-seed in the Elite Eight, and they were two points shy of it, but wow, what a run by Oral Roberts. That last shot by Max Acemus, I really wanted to see it go in. I really yeah. did. It it was if if I had to pick any guy, especially I mean, maybe any guy in college basketball, he's a leading scorer, and it, it would be him taking that shot. And it just oh man, I really wanted it to go in. It was heartbreak because nobody roots for Goliath. So that was just I really wanted to see them move on. And you know they would have gotten an unhappy draw against Baylor, and that probably would have been where it came to an end there. But you never, you never know. It's March, and that was that was crazy. I was really hoping to see that go down and have them move on. But you know, props to Arkansas. They they made plays when it mattered most. Uh, that that shot to take the lead with three seconds to go was a tough contest mid range, and it it fell. And you know this this Razorbacks team is hot, and they've been hot since the beginning of February or so. They yeah oh, haven't yeah. lost many, haven't lost many games since then. So they're in a they're in a position to do something special. Just a chaotic last 20 seconds of that game. And, you know, Oral Roberts, I mean, they, have, they haven't played like a 15 seed. And, you know, even taking Arkansas down to the very last second. Um, and who knows what could have happened in overtime. Like you said, it's March. You never know. Uh, you know, hate to see Oral Roberts go down like that. But they, man, they would have had a tough road to the Final Four. Again, like you said, you know, they would have had to beat Baylor. Um, but again, you know, they, they had the tools to do it. Like you said, one of the top scorers in the country and hate for them to go down. But again, yeah, all, I, don't, I don't think yeah. this will be the last we see of them at all. Yeah, I think they, you know, or Roberts could be a program just like Loyola Chicago, where they are a contender every year. Now they have that name recognition. People know who they are. You know, that's going to help with recruitment. I mean, this this could be a shocking powerhouse team in the future that causes damage. You know, I mean, you look at Loyola, Loyola, Chicago, their last three or four visits to the tournament and they, I mean, they've caused some chaos, you know, and this could be Oral Roberts for the next, you know, a uh, few years and who knows what happens there. Oh yeah. I mean, 
Aismith, the leading scorer in the NCAA, the the point guard for Oral Roberts, he's his unlimited range is unbelievable, and he's only a sophomore right now. And I don't, I'm not certain what his what his status is going to be if he wants to declare for the NBA draft after the incredible year he's had. But you know, if he comes back, this team should be right back in it. Hopefully, they'll get a little bit more respect from the from the committee than a 15 seed. I think that they, I don't think the committee will put them there again. They'll probably throw them up to a 12 or 13 seed with the chance to to really make another Sweet 16 run. Oh yeah, and. That game went under. Surprisingly, we had talked about uh, coming into this weekend looking at the overs, and I think – I don't know if you did. I know I took the over in Arkansas Oral Roberts, and even though it was high, you know, it's still crazy that it didn't hit. And finishing off with a defensive clinic put on by the University of Houston on Bayheim and Bayheim, man. Unbelievable that Syracuse didn't score over 50 points in this game. This game finished off a 4-0 run for unders on the Saturday. And unders were really a trend the entire weekend, honestly, uh, which was, you know, kind of surprising. And I, you know, I, I love to hammer the over. And that, that was not good for me this weekend. But, man, what a defensive clinic put on by Houston. Syracuse, I mean, just shocking offensive performance. Yeah, they just they just could not manage to get it going. I mean, after scoring 78 and 75 in their first two games, Houston came in and just really just put on a defensive clinic, like you said, and then shut them down. And Houston is in a great, great spot to make a to make a championship run. You know, they they're they're in the Elite Eight now and they they've got to face, you know, although Oregon State as hot as they are, they're still a 12th seed and they've got, you know, arguably the easiest opponent um in the elite eight. So they could, they're, they're sitting there. They're right on the edge of the final four. And, and the way this team is playing, I'm not going to bet against them. And shutting down buddy Bayheim. I mean, buddy was three of 13. I mean, that's insane. He was yeah, limited to 12 points. Played, yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. I, that, that was shocking. Um, you know, I, I, I really didn't expect Syracuse to get this far, and they got hot. And, man, it it came to a shocking end. Uh, moving on to Sunday, Dave, Gonzaga and Creighton. And Gonzaga, I mean, again, kind of like Baylor. I mean, they, they are on a crash course for each other because these two teams are just – you just can't stop it, you know? I mean, Gonzaga is on fire from the beginning of the game on. And this Gonzaga game was – Never in doubt. I mean, it was a 10-point game at the half. You know, they outscored them by eight in the second half. I mean, that game was never in doubt for Gonzaga. And, again, I think they're on a crash course for Baylor. I mean, I think they are as well. I mean, both those teams have 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 won all their tournament games by at least double digits. And, you know, Gonzaga's won 26 straight games by double digits or more. I and mean, they're not just beating people. They're dominating them. And they've set themselves up with a really interesting matchup in the Elite Eight. We'll get to that later. But this is good. I guess team is firing on all cylinders. And they, you know, they've scored at least 80 in, in, in every NCAA tournament game. And that's just a recipe for success. It's something I wanted to watch coming in for Gonzaga is that they're going to put up a lot of points. But, you know, there's going to be a night where, where somebody else is going to shoot lights out and they're going to outscore them. And I really want to see if they can play defense. And they really cracked down on Creighton and played a lot of really good defense of course that big man drew timmy is, is putting on a clinic along with jalen suggs that that duo is unbelievable and of course i mean kisper you can't you there, there's so many stars in this Gonzaga team that 
any of them could have 30 in any given night. And that just, that's what makes them dangerous. And that's why they're undefeated. Yep. Next up, Michigan. Wow. This was a shocker to me, Dave. I, I took Florida state. Uh, I even sprinkled a little on the money line for Florida state and Michigan, much like Houston clinical on defense. Um, this Florida state offense, who's just been churning the last uh, two or three weeks. I mean, Michigan's one, their defense was incredible, but inside the paint, they were unstoppable Florida state. They just couldn't stop it. And, you know, for a while, I think even the announcers made the comment looked like Michigan was running the same play for like five minutes and Florida state could not figure it out. There was poor time management as well. I mean, this was just a disastrous game for the Seminoles. Yeah. They picked the, the worst time of the year to have a, have an awful game. And it yeah. was, um, you know, it was surprising after watching them dominate such a good team as Colorado the way they did to come out to Michigan and, and just lay an egg almost. And, you know, props to Jawan Howard in Michigan because they've uh, even even without one of their top players, they've they've been able to really just continue to beat teams. And it's just, yeah, you know, that they're, they're they're proving that they can still contend even when not at full strength. And I, I this is definitely a team to watch, a team that I had going out in the second round to LSU. Yeah, and that of course was a crazy game, but you know they they're they're here and they, they may not be going anywhere. I wouldn't be surprised to see them uh, make a Final Four and set up a matchup with with potentially Gonzaga. Oh yeah, uh, and you know Jawan Howard, man. I mean the way the way he has his team coach right now is, I mean he makes the right adjustments at the right time to win games. And again, you know he. I mean, he's my coach of the year. You know, I, I know you can throw in uh, some other ones, whether it's, you know, you look at Loyola Chicago's coach or, you you know, I mean, you can even look at, um, um, you know, I mean, you can look at a lot of places, but I think Juwan Howard is my coach of the year. I mean, he has these guys playing on all cylinders and, you know, another team that I thought was playing on all cylinders was the Alabama Crimson Tide. This was, in my opinion, one of the best games of the tournament so far, Dave. And I, I think you you probably agree with that. What an unbelievable ending. We finally got an amazing buzzer beater. Um, I mean, just, just breaking down this game, one, UCLA looks awesome. I mean, they, they are another Pac-12 team that is just on fire, you know, and, and there's no stopping them. And and Alabama, who's been great on defense this year and scores a ton of points. I mean, this was this was a war the entire game. Oh, yeah. I mean, I thought coming down towards the end that when when Johnny Zhuzang fouled out that it was going to be – it was over mm-hmm. for him, like it was going to be done for. And then I'm like, they kept fighting back. And then Alex Reese hit that crazy 35-plus footer wow. to, to put them in. That, that's, that's one of their – like. I've always been a big advocate for for just not I'm not a huge Alex Reese guy. I got to watch him play in the Birmingham metro area in high school and he just never really seemed like he was all that. But yeah, you know, he was he was on the floor at the, at the perfect time and hit the big shot and that's put props to him cuz you know, he caught that ball and shot it without hesitation and, and it drained it. But and that was another time that I was like, all right, you know, I I've, I've got Alabama minus six and a half, and I feel pretty good heading into overtime and yeah. It they UCLA did not miss a beat. They came out firing at the start of overtime and never turned back. And it was 
it was a clinical performance for sure. Oh yeah. And that's, again, that's a well-coached team at UCLA. You know, I think we both agreed, you know, I had Bama, I think minus three and a half on a teaser and, you know, it was like Bama has all the momentum. I mean, you, you sink a shot like that. I'm putting all my money on you to win in overtime, you know, and UCLA came out and just smoked them. I mean, just like, just like how North Texas beat Purdue in overtime a couple rounds ago, you know, I mean, just, just unbelievable. And, you know, obviously I wanted to talk about the foul shots, the missing foul shots. I mean, that was, that was the game right there. I mean, Bama would have won this game if they would have hit half their free throws. Yeah. I mean, we saw SEC player of the year, Herb Jones come go to the line and missed, missed two free throws when they're down one and that led to them having to foul and, and hit a three to tie and send it to overtime. And, you know, if Herb makes at least one of those, it's a completely different ball game. Yeah. Well, that was crazy. I mean, he's not the best free throw shooter, but it, if I'm going to pick a guy on that Alabama team, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to choose him just based on his, his veteran leadership and typically calm and composed uh, when it comes down to needing a big play. And it was just, it was unbelievable to watch a team that plays as efficient as Alabama does not be able to make free throws down the stretch. It just, it was another case or example, similar to Florida state where they picked a, they picked a bad night to have a bad night. Yeah. Lastly, we had the PAC 12 showdown of USC Trojans and the Oregon ducks. And again, another hot PAC 12 team, uh, you know, I, I, you know what, Dave, I'll, I'll pat myself on the back. Cause I remember in our big preview show, we had dark horses and I, I took the Trojans. Um, I did not think they were going to get this far and they're now in the elite eight for the first time in 20 years, shutting down this potent Oregon offense. And I mean, beating them with ease, you know, from, I mean, from about the halfway point of the first half through the rest of the game. This was a no doubt about it for USC. Oh yeah, I mean we 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 talked about it last night. We were, I was we were looking at it and I was like, you know, I like Oregon plus two, but we we both kind of agreed that it that we thought it was going to be a close game. But if one mm-hmm. team is going to blow out the other, it was going to be USC. Going to be USC, yeah. And just based on the pure amount of talent they have, and and of course that top potential top three pick Mobley had a had a big performance, and it's just um, this is a this is a team that that's that's really going to set up nicely with Gonzaga because they can get up and down the floor and they can score a lot of points, you know, putting up 80 plus in their last two mm-hmm. um, against, you know, you know, especially holding Kansas to 51 points was crazy yeah, in its own right. And, you know, that this, this is going to set up to be a really, really interesting game, I think. Oh yeah. Now we move on to the elite eight. We started at 68 teams, 64, 32, we made it to the Sweet 16, had an amazing weekend. Now we have an epic Monday and Tuesday uh, night slate of games. Uh, I, first off, I love that they're doing this Monday and Tuesday night because last week I think we were both having basketball withdrawals, man. And so I love that we're going. Yeah, I love that we're going right into it and getting into it. The Oregon State Beavers against the University of Houston Cougars. And that game's starting at 7.15 tonight. We've got the line at Houston, minus 7.5. The over-under is 129, so they're expecting a lot of defense, and I don't, you know, I I would agree with that um, with with both these teams' last performance. And, you know, 7.5, 8 points is a a lot. I mean, 
I think this is going to be a closer game. I think this is going to be a defensive struggle game. And you know what, Dave? I don't have any reason. Well, I do have a reason because Houston is a great team, but (laughs) I think I'm going to take Oregon. I may buy a half point, and I think I may take Oregon State to cover the eight points. Yeah, I mean, this is um, looking at all of these spreads here. None of them are really necessarily very close, but the the this one here, I, I'd expect it to be a defensive battle, and um, this could come down to, you know, a lot of a lot of fouls late because you'll see you'll see spreads mm-hmm. like in the seven and eight range get covered more often because just simply because teams will will foul. I mean, they're down three possessions with ten seconds left just because they don't want their season to end even though it's hopeless and that that's big for, for betters. Yeah. And um, so I'm, I'm, I just don't want to really touch this spread here. And, but I, I really love the idea of there being a defensive battle here, even though the, the overrunners at 129, there's no reason for me to think that this game will get out of the fifties. I mean, I think that it yeah. could, it could stay down there and I, I'm going to, I'm going to take the under on this one. Just, just the weekend of unders that we've had. Mm-hmm. Uh, I expect a defensive battle here. And I think that Houston's going to come out on top, but I'm not confident enough in taking them to cover that spread. But I'm also, you know, with the late game fouls, I'm not confident enough to take Oregon State to cover. Uh, but I, I like that that under. And I, I'm i actually going to take the under on the Houston team total as well, uh, sitting at 68 and a half. Oh, that's a great pick. I just, I just don't see, I don't see either of these teams getting to that, that 68 and a half number. Um, I don't think, I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me to see them touch 60 late in the game, just making free throws, but 68 and a half is a lot of points based on how Oregon State plays defense. Moving on to a, another game with a seven and a half point spread later tonight, Arkansas and Baylor, the one versus three matchup. And the over-under in this game is set at 148. They're expecting a lot of points. Um, You know, we've got the public, 56% of the public is taking Baylor to cover by eight. I mean, that's, again, like you said, it's so tough. This is that weird range where it's kind of high, but it's it's also kind of low, like you said, with the fouls. But, Dave, I'll hand it to you well I, I still figure out my pick but i'll hand it over to you man what, what do you see in this game i just think this is where arkansas's roads gonna come to an end you know they yeah. um they've played two they've had two two-point wins in the last two games and you know obviously texas tech had that had that shot at the end to had multiple chances to to tie it if not beat them and and old roberts had an opportunity there so they've dodged two bullets here to move on and face and you get the, you get the reward of playing baylor Mm-hmm. And Baylor is not going to shoot as bad as they did against Villanova. And, you know, Villanova's a great team in their own right, and, and Baylor beat them by 11. So I think that that, that this Baylor team is, is going to shoot much better. It wouldn't surprise me if they shot the lights out in this game. Yeah. Um, Arkansas sometimes has issues defending the three, and the way Baylor's offense moves, it's going to be a struggle for Arkansas to stop it. And I, I like this Baylor Bears team to cover this one pretty easily. I agree, Dave. Baylor. Um, excuse me, Arkansas, we had seen towards the end of the year, their offense was so good that it kind of covered up their defensive struggles. You know, at the end of the season, when they were scoring at, you know, 80 plus 85 plus at the end of the year, but they were also allowing a lot of points down in their own end as well. I, 
I agree with you. I think Baylor's going to shoot the lights out. Arkansas, I, I think Arkansas is a really good team. They've kind of snuck by, though, just like you said. I mean, you know, this could easily be Oral Roberts sitting here. Um, so I'm going to agree with you, Dave. I think Baylor can win this game by 10. I'm going to take Baylor to cover. Um, I'm not going to touch the over-under in this game because, again, maybe their defense comes alive and and this ends up being like a 65 to 55 game or something like that. I mean, who knows? Yeah. Um, but I just I just think that this this Arkansas team runs runs a little bit too much through Moses Moody. Yeah. And Scott Drew is is such a good head coach that he's basically going to he's going to make sure that they 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 take away Moses Moody and they force someone else to beat them. And they obviously got a lot of talented players between Tate and many others. It's 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 a talented team and that they're seated appropriately and they they should be here. Uh but this this Baylor Baylor Bears team is is incredible and they obviously play great defense and you know you've got Davon Mitchell his his nickname is is off night because when he's guarding yeah. you you're going to have an off night so i expect him to to really shut down Moses Moody and it wouldn't surprise me to see him not even reach double digit scoring and that's going to cause some serious problems for Arkansas I, I love this Baylor minus 8 moving to the Tuesday slate we've got the one seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs facing off with the 6 seed Southern Cal Trojans I think Gonzaga, well, first off, the, the line's at nine, um, over-unders at 153.5. I mean, I look, USC has been great this year. I just said I thought they were going to be a dark horse. I think they've played that role well, but I think their night is obviously going to come to an end tomorrow night. I wouldn't be surprised if USC keeps this a close game in the first half, though, you know, keeping it with it within 10, maybe, a, maybe even like a six- or seven-point game. We've seen, though, man, Gonzaga, if they've been pressured in the first half, they put their – I mean, they put a brick on the gas pedal in the second half. And I'm going to take Gonzaga. Again, nine points is a lot. I think Gonzaga covers nine in this case. Yeah, you know, it wouldn't – it would not surprise me at all to see this be uh, the first game that Gonzaga doesn't win by double digits in 26 games. But yeah, um, just – based on how much talent USC has, but uh, this Gonzaga offense and the way they move, they're going to cause a lot of problems for anybody. And um, I like that Gonzaga first half minus five. That's um, a great pick. That's just, that's, that's a little low for, I, I would take that Gonzaga plan anyone except Baylor. Um, mm. So it's just, it's going to set up to be a great game and USC may, may hold it close here and there, but I think that, that, Gonzaga can escape the first half with at least at least a five point lead, and um, just based on how well they played uh, against Creighton, and Creighton's a good defensive team in their own right, and they had no answers to stop Gonzaga by any means. So I, I like that Gonzaga first half minus five, and uh, this, this USC team's got enough talent to where they they could make it close, make it interesting with the cover late, and I don't want to I don't want to mess with that. So I'm going to take that first half. I like it, Dave, and we will end with Michigan and UCLA. Uh, they're giving Michigan a full seven points here. Uh, and, again, Michigan has proven that they can outscore opponents. Dave, I think this is going to be a close game, man. I think UCLA is so hot right now. Michigan is as well. Vegas isn't really giving UCLA a, a, a close pick here. And 
I'll tell you what, this will lead into my uh, teaser pick for this weekend. But if you can get UCLA at plus 11 on a teaser, I think that is solid money there. I don't, and I don't know if UCLA can cover the seven, but I, I wouldn't be surprised in it, man. I, I'm not going to touch this just as a straight bet. If I'm going to touch this game, it's going to be on a teaser. Um, you know, again, if you want to go the other way, I think Michigan can, you know, their teaser line is minus three right now. So, you know, I think, uh, I don't know. This, this is a tough game to call, man. Uh, UCLA is so hot, but Juwan Howard has the Wolverines playing just, I mean, excellent basketball. I, I don't know, man. Do, do you think UCLA's season comes to an end here? I think it's going to be an outstanding game. And I'm honestly, you know, I'm not certain who's going to win this game. I like UCLA plus seven, especially if you can get that teaser at plus 11. Mm-hmm. But uh, I just, this is, this is, this has a setup to be an instant classic. And I think that if there's any game of these four that's going to be really, really close, it's going to be this one. And I love the UCLA team total over 64 and a half. Yeah. We just watched them put up 88. Of course, it was in overtime um, against the defense as good as Alabama's. And this team is playing as hot as it gets right now. And I, I like them to cover that, that, that 64 and a half point spread or not points team total um and i do like them to cover that seven point spread as well i think this could be close nip i might sprinkle a little on that that plus 260 i think that there's there's going to be a pac 12 team to make the final four i don't think all three of them are going to go down and uh, ucla has got the best draw in my eyes based on the way these two teams play yeah obviously oregon, oregon state's playing the the quote-unquote worst opponent in houston but i just don't like that matchup i like this ucla michigan one a lot more. So I think it might be worth throwing a half a unit on the, the plus, plus 260 money line. I agree, Dave. It's going to be a great couple of days. Quickly before we go, Dave, I'll give you my teaser pick, my money making teaser. Hopefully, won't lose. Uh, I've got three plays here. I'm going to take Baylor by four over Arkansas. I'm going to take Gonzaga by five over USC. And I'm going to take the over of 132 in UCLA, Michigan. Uh, I think Michigan and UCLA, I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. You know, like you said, UCLA's putting up points. Michigan's putting up points. Um, I think this could be just an absolute offensive war. Um, So, again, I have Baylor by four, Gonzaga by five, and the over of 132 in UCLA, Michigan – and obviously, everybody else has heard our other picks on this. Uh, those will be put up on our Instagram momentarily. Uh, but Dave, I'll hand it to you, man. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw together a, a four team teaser here. I just give you one for each game. Um, obviously, I, I like the I like the Baylor Bears to cover that four point spread. I plan to take them outright at eight. Um, so of course, I'm gonna take them at four. Uh, I like the under of 133, the teaser in Oregon State, Houston. Um, I think that that's going to be a defensive battle, 133 and a half. Um, and I like that Gonzaga minus five. I'm going to tell you on that. And then UCLA plus 11, of course, that that just looks that looks fantastic to me. Yeah, so that again, that's Baylor minus four, the under of 133 and a half in Houston, Oregon State. And Zaga minus five against USC and UCLA plus 11. And 
I really, I'm, I might throw a, a unit on, uh, I'm looking at this more and more, and I, I like throwing a unit on UCLA Moneyline in that game. I like it, Dave. It's going to be an excellent two days of basketball. A, uh, we hope you enjoyed this quick Elite Eight rundown. And like I said, we're going to have the graphic up quickly, and we'll talk to you either Wednesday or Thursday uh, and get you ready for the final four. Man, this tournament has gone by fast, but it's been just incredible. We've got four more great games on the slate. That's Dave Smith. I'm Miles Conrad. Thanks for tuning in to Faded Sports Pick'em. We'll talk to you soon and get you ready for the final four. Good luck, everybody. Let's make some money.